0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once again. This is episode number 223, entitled How We Built the WP Buffs Business. It was published on Thursday, the 1st of April, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley and a few bits of housekeeping before we begin. Head over to wpbuilds.com, perhaps even wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there you're going to find all of the content that we produce. That's a podcast episode. That's what you're listening to now every Thursday. We alternate. We do an interview episode, which is what's happening today. And then every other week I have a chat with David Wormsley about something in the WordPress business. And then on a Monday I do a live with Paul Lacey. We're calling this week in WordPress and we have some notable WordPress guests on and we talk for about an hour and a half about the WordPress news for the previous week. And then I repurpose that as a YouTube video and a podcast episode and that all comes out on a Tuesday morning at 7am UK time. If you'd like to keep in touch with all that we do, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. There are links for things like our YouTube channel. There's also some email lists that you can hop onto to be informed about the content that we create. There's things like a Twitter feed, and also there's ways to subscribe on your favourite podcast player. But perhaps the easiest way to do that is just to search for WP Builds. Another thing to mention is WPBuilds.com forward slash deals. It's a page which has a bunch of WordPress deals on. They don't seem to expire, but if you're in the market for something this week, head over to that page and you might be able to get yourself a decent amount off with one of the coupon codes. That's WPBuilds.com forward slash deals. And finally, each week we have an advertiser which helps us to put on the WP Builds podcast and we're very appreciative. And this week we have two, starting off with Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that ensures simplicity, performance and security. It offers cloud servers from five different cloud providers that you can manage through its intuitive platform. Some of the features include 24-7 support, free migrations, and dedicated firewalls. You can find out more at cloudways.com. And we're also helped out this week by A-B Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B Split Test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Element or Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com Okay then, on to the main portion of the podcast today, episode number 223, How We Built the WP Buffs Business. I talked to Joe Howard today all about WP Buffs, why he decided to start it five years ago. It's a really interesting story, starting off with him working two jobs at the same time more or less, and then growing it in his spare time. It's grown, I think there's roughly about 40 staff there now, so he's done a great job. And we talk about the the content strategy that he's had over that time, producing massive amounts of. Of content and figuring out exactly what people in the WordPress space are looking for and then producing content around those points. Then diversifying that into a YouTube channel and a podcast and a live event. So there's absolutely loads going on over at WP Boffs and Joe's here to tell us how he did it. I hope that you enjoy the podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. We've got an interview today with Joe Howard. How are you doing, Joe, and Joe's family?
1: Nathan, I'm doing well, man. I cannot complain. We were just kind of chatting before we started recording here and you saw my background and you were like, "Oh, that you look like you need a fan where you are. Like you must be somewhere warm." And I'm yes, in in Mexico this winter, so I'm I'm definitely have nothing to complain about. The weather is nice and you know, we're staying safe and uh not going to any big gatherings or anything like that, but it yeah. is warm here, so that is a, definitely a positive. Well, I'm
0: feeling highly jealous because the word warmth and Britain during the winter don't really go together. We're recording this uh, towards the end of January. It'll air a little bit later than that. But um, we got Joe on today because if you haven't come across Joe, I suspect that in the next year or two, you will come across Joe and the endeavors that he's having in the WordPress space because there are many of them. Um, and that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about what Joe is up to, what business he's involved in, what he started, and there's there's a lot to talk about. So first of all, very brief introduction. Do you want to just give us an overarching um, overarching kind of guide into what it is that you do in the WordPress community, and then we'll drill down into each of those component parts one at a time? Yeah, let's do it.
1: So most people probably... If they know anything about me, it's that uh, I run this company called WP Buffs. We are a a website management uh, company. So we have folks coming to us folks who put websites together, business owners, startups, entrepreneurs, they put a WordPress site together and then they say, oh my goodness, I got—I have to worry about the security and the speed and the, I have to do all these updates and I have to make all these changes and like what PHP version am I on and like how do I configure this hosting thing and it's just like kind of a mess. So they come to us and we do 24-7 website management for them in essence. So they can focus on, you know, the growth of their website, their community, their audience, et cetera, and we'll, you know manage all the technical aspects of the website and then there's also the the white label program so we work with some agencies and freelancers and, and also some hosting companies as well in the wordpress space uh, folks who they want to offer 24 7 support to their clients but you know to do that you got to build out a team you got to you know 24 7 support's a whole uh it's a whole new level of support uh than just to go from you know a few website edits here and there so you know folks can kind of plug into our ecosystem and yeah, offer 24 seven support directly to their clients through us. Nice. So, uh, yeah, yeah those are the kind of our, that's the two, those, those the two big offerings at of WP buffs. Uh, and that's, that's what most people don't for. And then, you know, there's a podcast and virtual summit stuff, which I'm also happy to talk about.
0: Yeah, I'd like to get into that as well. Let's let's stay with WP Buffs then. How how many years has that been around? Because it feels like feels like this is a space where there are some big players. Um, the competition is quite you know quite strict in this area. So I'm just wondering, when did you begin it? Was it your baby? Did you start it with somebody else? How long ago?
1: Yes, I was a solo founder five years ago or so, maybe five and a half years ago now. Um, yeah, it, and, and it is a somewhat competitive space, like the, the world of care plans and and standalone care plan and and subscription support WordPress businesses uh, has definitely, you know, grown uh, as the years have gone by. It's actually one of the reasons why I jumped into it in the first place. I actually, like, saw a lot of competition in the space and I was like, great, like, I don't have to, um like, do, like, a proof of concept or anything. Like, clearly other Good people point. are... Running businesses in this space, and so, and they're running successful businesses doing this. So that concept is kind of proven already. So uh, uh, it allowed me to kind of, to to jump in um, without necessarily having to ask the question: Are are people gonna you know, give me money for
0: this. Are people gonna, you know, give me their credit
1: card information?
0: Uh,
1: I figured the answer was yes, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything so, else turned out all right.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, why, why always have to seek out a new market? So, all those years ago, five years ago, when you began this by yourself, were you were you uh, working within a company or at that point? Were you a freelancer? How did it all happen?
1: Yeah, I was. I was one of those people in the weird space who was, I had a full-time job. I was, um, you know, I grew up in Washington, D.C. and I came back to Washington, D.C. to uh, teach high school math for a couple years after uh, college and uh, ended up kind of going from teaching to doing a a bunch of different kind of odd jobs. But I ended up doing um, I was a uh, like federal government consultant uh, which is like a very DC job um, but uh, it was a it was a full-time job that, that paid very well but it like it, it wasn't a job I liked at all uh, so it was it was a, I was at that stage that a lot of people find themselves in where they're they're in a job that that pays pretty well and it's comfortable but it's not something I like wanted to do as a career at all um, but I had been involved in WordPress and I've been you know building websites and helping some people with their SEO and that kind of stuff kind of on the side as a freelancer and yeah at some point just kind of uh yeah sorry there's a little baby in the background too so if anybody hears morrison he's uh he's probably just getting a little frustrated with who knows what uh but yeah ended up um kind of switching gears from you know a full-time job that i didn't like very much and just moving straight into um wordpress after kind of starting WP Buffs and kind of doing it on the side for about nine months uh, uh, to 12 months, uh, doing it kind of in my, in the five to nine outside of the nine to five. Uh, then it kind of got to the point where it was making a little bit of money, and it was not going to get anywhere close to replacing my full-time salary. But... To me, that the most important part was kind of getting out of that other job I didn't like and doing something, being able to honestly like work in the WordPress community full-time uh, like with this great community of people I love, you know, people like you, Nathan, a bunch of my friends in the WordPress space. I mean, it's a great... I get an excuse to like hang out with all these people all the time and like mm-hmm. work you know, alongside them all the time. What a great life. So that was, that was my big goal. And yeah, so that was kind of what brought me into the WordPress space and starting WP Buffs. And Yeah. So, so how do you, start. how do
0: you ramp one up if the, if the day job is, it, it's binary, you're either, you're either doing it or you're not doing it. It's kind of on or off. And presumably you must've been ramping up WP Buffs at the same time that you, you were actually doing your full-time job. Uh, what, uh, what, what, What was the marker for you—the moment that you you thought, "Okay, that's finally it. I've reached the milestone. This is it. I can quit over there and concentrate on WP buffs."
1: If I were to put a number on it, it was probably when we were at about ten thousand dollars in monthly recurring revenue. Got it. Um, I can't remember if that was exactly what it is, but that's kind of like that's what I usually say is like my guiding if I'm giving someone advice on like when they should move from you know a full-time job into their side gig at like what financial point does it make sense obviously it's dependent on uh, different uh, contexts and everybody has a different level of of comfort um, but to me I wanted something at least somewhat proven before I went and tried to do it full-time so to yeah. me like once I hit five figures a monthly recurring revenue I was like okay like Theoretically, if I can get to five figures, it can get to six figures, and then eventually to seven figures. So it's like it's yeah. Again, going back to that kind of like proof of concept idea. I was just like, this is, this can be a real business. Um, I think let's let's go for it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I the my full time. Now as an employer, it's very interesting looking back because I did not work very hard at my other job uh, because I, I wasn't super passionate about it, but as an employer now, it really does like help me realize how important it is to have motivated employees, to have people who really wanna be part of our team, who wanna be part of our mission, who wanna like really work alongside the other people here and like have each other's backs, and I didn't feel that at my old job, and so while I was technically working that job most of the day, you know, if I took an hour off here or there to go help, you know, a client with my new business, like no one would say anything because it was such a big kind of disjointed organization. So, uh, I may have, you know, (laughs) gone off a little bit here and there to get a little bit of work done on my other business. But, uh, I, I like to spin it positively and say, Hey, that was just my entrepreneurial sense. And that's what you got to do. You got to, you know, go and put a little extra into side
0: projects if you're going to make it work. Um, I've got to say it's an impressive, I mean, you know, you you tell it like it was sort of just water off a duck's back. It was a fairly easy thing to do. But that's that's an impressive milestone. You know, $10,000 a month sitting as a side business is is what many people would regard as, you know, a fairly successful career. And yet you've got these two things sort of coinciding for a period of time. I, I think that's amazing. How did you how did you discover the clients, the people who were making use of your um, side project, WP Buffs as it was at the time, a side project? How did you go out and find them? Because I know that you said that you, you may have taken the occasional hour off, but there must have been more to it than that. Presumably there was, you know, lots of evenings and late nights and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and you make you made a good point that it seems like I was doing a lot with a full-time job and like a $10,000 MRR business on the side. I also want to be clear. That's, that, that's not like $10,000 of profit of the business at that point. It's not like $10,000 are going right in my bank account. And I'm just like, Oh, this is an easy side business. You know, that was going into funding. A lot of the, uh, the team members who are working on the development side of things mm-hmm. to, um, pay for new content, uh, that I wanted to put on the website. Um, still to this day, um, you know, were more than ten times as big as we were at that time, and we still reinvest a lot of our revenue and a lot of our profits back into the business. Um, but definitely, at that time, you know, it, it's not like that was you know ten thousand dollars of my paycheck. Far from it. Um, yeah. But the this is probably why it took you know nine to twelve months for me to go full time on it is because it required you know a certain level of the ability to <clears throat> acquire new customers or new clients predictably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't like one month we get ten, the next month we get one, the next month we get you know eight, the next month we get one again. We really uh, invested heavily, and in, and that was kind of my decision in the early days to invest pretty heavily in content. And yep. you know, as, as a lot of WordPress folks, they see a lot of WordPress blogs around. You know. Yep competing in SEO, uh, and trying to, you know, rank well for certain searches that people need help with, you know, mm-hmm. they want, to uh, they want to find a calendar plugin or, Hey, I need, uh, my SSL is throwing me a mixed content warning. How do I fix that? Um, and so that was a big, uh, focus of ours in the early days to drive new customers. And, um, as anybody who's done any SEO knows, you, you can't just like try and rank for keywords with a new website and then just kind of rank in the, you know, top three positions, you know, after just like a week of trying to do that, it takes time, uh, has a snowball effect of, um, that, but really does take time to, to see results. Uh, and so after about, uh, probably three to six months of pretty hard work, we started to see like pretty predictable traffic come through to the website, you know, Obviously, most of those people read the article and then they leave. And maybe a lot of those people you never hear from again. But some, hey, they book a call with you. Some, hey, they join your email list. Um, And so we were able to kind of work down that acquisition funnel of, okay, we got traffic. Now let's book calls from that traffic. Now let's, um, you know put people on our email list and then oh, we'll give them some free stuff and they'll love us and then uh eventually they'll book a call uh, and obviously it's more complicated a little more complicated <laughs> than that but at, at the end of the day that's uh, in essence what it is and so that's what we've built on uh to get us to where we are today was the was the content content marketing was like the big start we had uh, and still serves us pretty well today
0: yeah that is really interesting because in a sense when when people are listening to this podcast if you haven't come across wp buffs highly recommend that you just pause go to wpbuffs.com, um, and some of the other things which we'll talk about later and and in a sense you you feel almost like you're a, a kind of wordpress media organization you know the the amount of content that you're producing is is phenomenal and so it it's really i'm really delighted to hear that a strategy such as that managed to pay off because you know you can imagine doing that same strategy half-heartedly and you basically get nowhere and so this business that you're trying to build up the wp Buff service just kind of flails around not getting the traction but you really really did go soup to nuts there's blog posts about well literally everything you must have really you know (laughs) cast your net wide and deep
1: yeah for sure um yeah, if people check out just wpbuffs.com forward slash blog yeah. you'll see, you know, hundreds of articles there about all sorts of different topics. Um, and really, all it takes is a little bit of keyword research. You know, you you go out there, and there are lots of tools out there. Um, like I'm a big fan of Ahrefs. Uh, there's mm-hmm. like tools like SEMrush, but you plug some you know information in around WordPress. Oh, hey, people are searching for. Uh, SSL certificates. How, you know how to fix my SSL certificate. Uh, and hey, it looks like this gets a pretty good amount of volume. And uh, but it doesn't look like there's a ton of competition for this keyword. Right. So if I write, you know, uh, you know, a two thousand word blog post, that's really not just about the length, but it's about that quality. Like I really have, like either I know a lot about this topic, or I can, you know, hire a writer who can write about this topic, who who can really write an in depth blog post about it you know, eventually you can, you know, do some good on-page SEO, get some good, you know, make sure your title tags are solid, your header tags are good, you got your image alt tags figured out, uh, meta descriptions all set up, Um, you know, maybe there's a little bit of off-page SEO you do, maybe you have some other friends in the WordPress space who can, you know, help and maybe, hey, maybe you have a friend named nathan who can get you on a podcast and maybe in his (laughs) show notes he'll like include a link to your website and that's a positive signal for you right so uh so there's uh there's obviously a lot you can do there and i just skipped over like uh, literally 99 percent of seo but like you know to keep it simple the uh ability to to um you know find good keywords even if you're starting a blog starting off is uh Mm -hmm. It's a definitely a good way to, to start driving traffic. And then you're also, when you drive traffic through a blog post like that, well, hey, if someone's looking to fix their SSL certificate, clearly they're interested in security at some level. So, hey, we offer security optimization under our care plan. So that's a good you know transition for them to say, I was searching for this thing seems like there's a high chance or high likelihood that they might be interested in a care plan in which we would, you know, fix that mixed content issue for them and manage your security and SSL certificate on an ongoing basis. And uh, so that's that bridge that we're trying to gap there. And so that's, yeah.
0: in essence, how it works. The um the, the content that you produce then, I'm, I'm curious to know, because obviously I haven't read every single thing that you've produced. Do you, do you go for a, how to describe this? Do you go for a sort of like a more beginner level blog post. In other words, you're not dealing with the, the really technical ins and outs of writing a plugin or have you, because presumably the, the, the kind of people that you're after, the audience that you're trying to gather in are the people who would would require your help. Ultimately, you write the posts to to maximize the chance that the audience that you're getting for those blog posts are going to turn around and use your service. Would that be fair to say?
1: Yeah, that is very fair to say and I would even I would go a step further and say this is probably the most important aspect of content marketing maybe I wouldn't say the most one of the most important aspects of content marketing that people don't think enough about before they write a piece of content and I'll I'll give you a good example of this one of our highest traffic blog posts is around, like, how to edit the code of your WordPress website. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably drive 15,000 unique visitors a month just to this blog post. I, I can't remember the exact number. It's a, it's our a most single trafficked blog post on our website, um, which is great, right? Gives good signifiers to to Google that, you know, hey, the, there's a lot of traffic coming to this site. That's, that's good, right? Theoretically, that's a good thing, but it's actually... Not a very good thing. The reason is because that blog post actually converts very poorly into hmm. s- people clicking through to second pages on our website or people joining our email list. Um, most people who want to edit the code of their websites that is a, the target of that piece of content is actually more of a like developer type or more right. of a uh, the persona of someone who knows WordPress already. So um, maybe, doesn't convert well for that reason. Maybe people aren't as interested in a care plan cause they're like, I, I I just wanted to come to learn how to edit this one piece of code on my website. I wasn't, you know, the care plan is a little bit more of a jump for me. And so it actually doesn't give great signals to Google because, Hey, their uh the time on page, uh, may not be as good. The, the rate of people which go to who or who go to uh, click through a second or a third page on our website is not good. The bounce rate may be a little high. So, uh, this is why it's important to, when you're writing content and like putting a content calendar together or choosing uh, keywords to go after in terms of SEO, you want to target your ideal customer very Mm -hmm. specifically. Uh, People who maybe want to edit the source code may not be our ideal customer, but people who want to search for, you know, uh, non-technical guide to speed up my uh, my WordPress website, or uh, how do I uh, improve core web vitals uh, on uh, for my WordPress website? That's like a newer thing that Google's, you know, mm-hmm. putting a big push on. And so we have a blog post up about core web vitals for Google. How do you do that? And because you think when people go and read that, they'll also say... This is complicated. I want WP Buffs to manage my website and manage you know improving core web vitals for me. Um, and that will that that means that when people come to read that content, they will take next steps from it. They'll click through to more pages, they'll click to book a call. It'll send good uh, good signals to Google that will tell Google, "Oh, hey, people are obviously like getting good value out of this content. They're ranked number five right now for this keyword, but I'm going to bump them up to number two, the number two spot because, you know, clearly they're answering the question better than those other blog posts. So that piece is important too, just to make sure that when you're writing content, not just to go after the like high volume, low competition keywords, but you want to go over uh, after keywords that are, uh, you know, have a good, uh, uh, a higher, volume to competition ratio, but that also are very targeted at the exact kind of people
0: you want to come to your blog and potentially, you
1: know, pass along the credit card information to you.
0: Yeah. Has this content strategy changed during that five years? Because obviously at the beginning, you know, it was about putting out as much content as you possibly could and try to try to gather up that audience and become recognized. But now, now that there's a business there, you've got lots of employees, presumably the word in some sense there's a maybe there's a bit of word of mouth going on. Maybe you want to catch some of the the more developer crowd so that you can drag in their agency as opposed to just one-off mom and pop store um, WordPress, you know they've got a single WordPress website. Do, do you have you sort of modified the strategy over time, augmented it, made it different, added different formats and so on?
1: Yes. Uh, The the short answer is yes. Uh, The content strategy has changed a lot uh, over the past five years. Um, We... You know, we've hired uh, Alec on our team. He's our head of growth, and he manages our content right now. Um, but actually, only for the next <laughs> what is today Tuesday for the next four days, we're actually <laughs> bringing in a head of content who's starting on February one. Uh, who's who's literally their entire job will be. Um, you know, they're going to help with email marketing, and but they'll, but oh, most of it is around the content on the website and just making sure we have a coherent and and uh, a coherent content strategy that adds as much value as humanly possible to our readers and creates a you know it makes our blog a destination for people to come on the web when they're looking for wordpress stuff so uh yeah sorry i'm not i'm not uh i usually wait to make these official announcements until people's first day so uh, That's okay. maybe you'll if you check it people check out on twitter they'll you know see the um uh, you know a big new face joining the wp buffs team probably after Oh yeah, this podcast, oh, yeah, this, no, this podcast anyway. will be out. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're totally <laughs>
0: safe. We uh, we tend to do them yep. slightly in advance. So, the um, the, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, the WP Builds one, they are uh, freelancers. You know, they're they're probably quite keen to. Um, have their own website care business, you know, maintain their own websites and so on, because they see that as a as a good ancillary income to the actual building of the websites. But also there's there's a lot of people who are really disinterested in that, you know, they're plugin developers and theme developers, and they might um, they might just be interested in purely building websites and then handing them over. So I'm just curious if you can explain to our audience what, what exactly is bundled up in the WP Buffs offering. I see on the website, wpbuffs.com, it says... 24-7 WordPress website management and support services that power business growth. And you you touched on it at the beginning, but I'm just wondering if we can go a bit deeper. What, what do you get? And and the, the, the $10,000 question is, how much does it cost?
1: Yeah. The, uh, like most folks, we have different uh, levels that you can uh, come in at. Um, so you know, really depends on people's needs, uh, the, the, the type of care plan they're going to come in with. Um, some are pretty basic and actually pretty automated uh, and uh, really just, you know, they include more uh, you know, we'll do backups for you, and maybe some a little bit of emergency support if something you know goes wrong. Uh, we'll help with Google Analytics, but it's pretty basic. And then we have some more advanced uh, plans that come with you know speed and security optimization, and premium plugins included for free under the care plans, and and stuff like that. Uh, website edits, uh, 24/7 website edits, and and monitoring of the website so that you never have to worry about if it goes down at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night. And hey, we can you know make changes to the site for you any any uh, so you don't have to, you know, spend an hour looking in the dashboard for you know, how do I change this one little social icon and like the header of my website and you know, you know how you know how every like theme yeah. has a different setup and it's like where do I find it in this one? Well, what a waste of time to spend an hour doing that. But our team, you know, we, we we know all that stuff. Uh, so um, yeah, the prices, I mean, vary from you know our lowest level plan, maintain plan, sixty-seven dollars a month um, to you know, higher level plans, you know, 400, $500 a month, uh, for, you know, fully custom built sites with advanced functionality. Um, and yeah, we actually have some new plans launching this year, uh, probably in like quarter two or quarter three, but they're the, the real focus and I'll talk about just the growth plan right now, but the focus is to give people access to more premium plugins, uh, around, you know, collecting email addresses on their website around doing better around SEO, uh, uh, around doing a better job um, around email marketing uh, to grow a community, to grow an audience, to grow your traffic and eventually to grow the finances of the website. So we're going to, you know, aiming to launch a a growth plan uh, this year to help people do that more. Uh, You know, it may include, you know, uh, a, a call every month with someone who can talk you through some strategies on how to acquire new customers and how to, you know, grow your website. Um, it mm-hmm. may include some add on SEO services as well. So people can really engage in a, uh, effective SEO campaign. Um, we found that in our past we've, uh, We've done a lot of focus on managing the website for people so that they can focus on growing the website. Right, but right. we think the next level of what we can do for people is to help with both. We can help, we can give people all the website management, 24 7 support for the website, and also the uh, ability to. To grow the website. I mean, if you can do both those things, that's that's most of what you need. yeah. Uh, yeah and you've so got, you, you can have a uh, real heritage do in well doing that. that. <laughs> so, you know. exactly, exactly. The last and the last quick thing I, I'll say just around around pricing is we do uh, give a little discount to our white label partners. Um, so folks who engage us in a white label capacity who maybe have, you know, twenty clients. They sell web uh, they sell you know, resell our care plans to. They all get uh, a discount off of the uh, pricing of uh, of our websites. That the goal there is so that we want our white label partners to do well as well. Uh, and if they can, you know, resell their, you know, our care plans with a slight markup, they can actually make a little bit of profit on each care plan and then they can build their recurring revenue. They can build their monthly recurring revenue and their monthly profits and and make care plans a real, uh, kind of like profit center of their business. So that means, you know, it's good for us. We get to manage more care plans. It's good for our white label partners. They get to, you know, make care plans a profitable part of their business without, you know, Actually, dedicating the resources
0: yeah, to doing it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, clients obviously went too because they get their website managed 24 7 by a solid team. There's a whole bunch of plans over on the, the plans page, as you might expect. It's wpbuffs.com forward slash plans, and you can see them all there, all stacked from the uh, the most affordable up to the m- most expensive. Just staying with the white label option for a moment, on, on what level is that? Are, are you, when you are white labeling, are you, are you able to interact with? your clients customers as if it is them do you have that sort of level or or is it kind of like a you a go-between between between them you'll fix it pass it back to your client who then will ultimately pass it back to their client or do you take on board the clients of your clients
1: yeah our white label program we work directly with the clients of our white label partners um so we um simply put we uh, take us an email address from our white label partners and we forward it into our help desk yep. um, and then we're able to add you know their signature to every email we send out uh their, uh, their it comes from their email address all replies yep. you know their logo is in the signature um, and so they give that email address to their clients you know they onboard a new care plan and that welcome email says hey uh, you know shoot support uh, emails to, uh, you know, support at uh, myagency.com. That comes straight to us. Uh, And so we're actually able to kind of cut in a positive sense, allow them not to have to, you know, Take customers' emails and then forward them on to us, and kind of go through that in kind of that messy way. Of course, we let our white label partners. Um, one, of course, they can ask for support too if they have get a client request and themselves they can forward that on to our team and their white label inbox. And hey, can you guys help do this for a client? Of course, they can do that. And then, of course, white label clients get full access to the back end of that inbox. Right. Um, right. And this is important because you know a lot of our white label partners, like uh, big agencies, you know, they want to, they build websites for people um, and you know, every, three or four years and a client's going to come back and say, Hey, we're ready for a new website. Um, can you build it for us? And it's important for that agency to have a lot of that historical knowledge of all the stuff that's been done for that client including right. the stuff we've done for them. So they can come in and look up that client. And, and this is true for all the clients that have ever sent us email into their white label support box. They can come in and they can see a list of all the stuff that's changed. So that when maybe when that agency is writing that proposal, they can say, hey, here are some big things we did for you this year. You know, we you know mm-hmm. uh, got you set up on WooCommerce and that store got fully set up and it drove this much revenue. And so we think that's a big win. Here's the next big win. Your new website's going to mm-hmm. do X, Y, and Z and that can help people win proposals and make deeper connections with their clients as well. So yeah, yeah we try to give people full access or Wileo partners, especially full access to uh, all the interactions we've had with their clients just to make sure
0: because it, you know, It is their data and we want to make sure they have full access to it as well. Just one final point on wpbuffs.com on the on the homepage currently. I don't know if it'll be the same uh, for long. Not sure. You you really make the point that there are certain plugins that you. Uh, th- th- I don't know if it's because you have expertise particularly with those, or if you're just more comfortable, or if it's because you bundle those in some of them with the with the cost of the care plan. But so for example, I'm looking at I see the Elementor logo, the Beaver Builder logo, WooCommerce, um, WPMU Dev, Smosh, iThemes, uh, WP Rocket. Yoast and so on, uh, to name but a few. Is that because these are the things that you tend to typically implement because your your expertise surrounds those areas? Or, yeah, why those things in particular on the homepage?
1: Yeah, we've partnered with a few companies in the WordPress space that we think, I guess there are two reasons. One is we think uh, a lot of the companies whose you know uh, plugins we've partnered with to offer, uh, they... We think that they're uh, the best in the industry, um, and so we want to use the tools that we think have the best impact for our clients, and of course for the clients of our white label partners. Um, the second reason is, at the at the size and scale WP Buffs is now, we can we can gather feedback at a rate that is statistically significant, and I guess by that I just mean we have a lot of clients and white label partners to talk to. And a lot of people who come to our website to ask questions and read our content. And so we can take a lot of data and say, what do people want to use the most? Um, you know, there's, you know, a reason we use WP rocket. Uh, it's because, it's in our opinion, one of the best plugins out there for around caching. And it's also something that people, want to use and so it's a pretty you know in that example it's a pretty easy decision to make mm. uh, and so yeah we we partner with a few plugins in those areas and uh, those are the reasons why
0: do you do you support any site if if i could say came along with let, let's say a site which is not hacked but with a maelstrom of um, crazy plugins that nobody's ever heard of before. Do you do you take that sort of stuff on, or do you do you sort of like kindly request that perhaps for caching we'll go with WP Rocket from now on, and um, for SEO we'll we'll swap out what you've got for Yoast.
1: Yeah, we. So we're lucky that we're at this point at WP Buffs where we do not have to accept everybody who comes to us. Nice. Um, We actually have kind of evolved into being a little bit more selective about the people we work with, for sure, as a white label, in a white label capacity, um, but also for direct customers. Um, 80%, 90% of people who work with us they're going to either be handing over the keys to their website directly or the keys to the websites of their clients. So both of those are a super, super big deal. So 80 to 90% of people who end up working with us book a discovery call with us. Nice. Um, so we've got uh, uh, Alexis and Travis on our sales team, and they get you know 50, 60, 70 calls booked between them a, a week. And so they're talking with a lot of people. Uh, it's a sales call, technically, right? So we're like we're trying to get people to sign up, but they know very explicitly that their job is also to vet people, uh, and yep. we want to work with people who are going to have good lifetime values for us, right? They're gonna they're gonna stick with us for a long time. They don't show us any of the red flags of wanting one-time edits or when can I cancel? If can I cancel anytime? You know, th- those are some red flags we see. So uh, we want to work with people who. Uh, obviously have easier websites to manage and will work with us over the long term. But, um, you know, we've, we, you know, our mission is to create unforgettable experiences for people and positive impacts uh, in every community that we are a part of. So we never want to lose that mission. And so if someone comes to us with a, you know, a a pretty wrecked website and, uh, you know, (laughs) we'll do everything we can to to make sure that that we get that website back up and running. But uh, you know, we want to also find a, a happy medium uh, yeah. between uh, customers that are going to be the best fit for us and and hey there you know there are honestly like we in our you know our first year in business we accepted every client that came yeah. to us because yeah. you know we needed the revenue we wanted to figure out who we were and what kind of work we were going to do and so we're and i think that there's actually a benefit to us saying we don't think you're actually the right fit for us at this time but here are three other care plan companies that would that may be a better fit for you. And those companies maybe they may be WP buffs three years ago or four years ago, right? And they may want to take on that work even if it's not the easiest work because it's it's good for them to go through that challenges and some of those growing pains so that they can They can learn the same things we did and so that they can get a little bit of revenue in the door to continue growing themselves when we don't necessarily need that revenue. So we don't take on everyone, but I think there's actually a benefit to that in passing those people along to people who maybe that revenue is going to be more important for them.
0: Yeah, it's a sign of a maturing business, isn't it, when you kind of realize who your ideal customer is and you you suddenly don't have to accept everybody, even, even though you know it's going to be a powder keg and a problem. You know, six months from now, it's I totally understand that. Speaking of the the growing team, as you just did, one of the questions which only just occurred to me, actually, if, let's say, for example, I live in Australia, and a site that I've got with you, let's say it's a white-label site, uh, goes down, um, can your team deal with Australia as well as New York? What I'm trying to say is, are you global? Are you spread out 24-7?
1: Yes, 24-7. We've got folks in... Man, I don't even know how many time zones. I wish I had a good. I wish I had a cool number to say in this podcast, but I honestly I don't. Um, but we've, um, I think we've got about thirty plus folks on the team now, so we cover you know uh, every uh, conceivable time zone of people around the world when they need support. We've always got people, uh, developers and engineers in the desk uh, for if a website goes down or something you know bad happens, or if someone. Um, uh, needs uh, something updated or changed on their website proactively. Uh, and so, yes, you know, if people, you know, if there are folks listening to this podcast in Australia, um, you know, we've got a, a team, a strong team in Asia, uh, some folks from Australia, some folks from the Philippines, you know, so the uh, ability to uh, work 24-7 is something that, it was a it's a challenge. <laughs> I'm not gonna you know beat around the bush. It was a challenge for us to successfully uh, grow a 24/7 support team, not just with you know five people on the team, but with you know double digits uh, team members on the team. Uh, it's a it's a it's a a big. It was a big challenge, but um, that's one of our biggest selling points. I think uh, is that we've kind of cracked that. We've kind of cracked that nut in terms of running a strong 24-7 team uh, and and Nick and Dean are the two people I give the biggest credit to uh, for that Nick is our chief operations officer Dean is our head of customer success I mean those two have worked tirelessly to and of course you know all of our engineering team Uh, but Nick and Dean have been kind of the uh, quarterbacks behind Mm -hmm. strategy around what we need to do to to make that a reality Uh, and so you know those two get Get, uh, do get enormous credit for helping us to to really, you know, what from what I can tell, be one of the leaders in the industry in, 20, mm. in terms of twenty four support.
0: Let's let's pivot it a little bit because you were you were mentioning um, at the start that there's various other ventures that you're into. I, I'm wondering if because you mentioned a lot at the beginning about the content strategy that you had uh, in order to grow the business I'm wondering how much of this is just for fun though because you've got other projects which, notable projects especially things that have happened uh, last year so I'm going to point everybody to WPMMR.com and over there you're going to find the WPMMR, sorry MRR Virtual Summit which was an online event which took place last year that must have been a lot of fun but also want to point everybody to the the same website only forward slash podcast because that's another string to your bow seems like as of as of speaking we're 130 episodes in um good grief there's a there's an ugly chap down at the bottom there episode 115 good lord he should be removed (laughs) um are, are these like are these content strategy projects to swell the the coffers of the business or is this just something a bit like me in all honesty you're just doing it for a bit of fun
1: yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, so we kind of talked about our content strategy you know, at WP Buffs, and we talked a little bit about how that's evolved over the years. Um, and one of the things we've kind of recent, about six months ago we started, uh, was a new YouTube channel, and so, because video is getting so big. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we had lagged behind in video. Like we had just not done a lot of video content because we just didn't really have the expertise in-house. And then, um, yeah, I hired uh, Ali Nimmons as our uh, community manager. Allie, I apologize if you are go by your, a new last name now. Allie just got married uh, huh. l- later last year. So, uh, Allie, we'll just stick with Allie Nimmons for now because that's what people in the WordPress space know mm-hmm. as. Um Allie, as our new community manager, um, turns out she's just like, kind of a jack of all trades she was like i'd love to help out with some youtube stuff and i was like perfect let's start a youtube channel and so she's kind of you know if you go to uh, wpbuffscom forward slash youtube it redirects you right there uh, started a youtube channel uh to supplement a lot of the content we'd already written you know some people want to read blog posts but now in tons of our blog posts you've got embedded youtube videos so people who are don't necessarily want to read a whole video but hey you want to watch a uh, Seven-minute video on how to uh, tutorial on how to do something. Got a videos for you as well. And so, with those tutorials, we also said, "Well, there's a bunch of other stuff we can put onto YouTube as well, right? We can throw uh, podcasts. You know, the WPMRR WordPress podcast. We'll do video as well. Uh, we've been recording the video for 100 plus episodes. We haven't really done anything with them. Okay, let's start putting that on the YouTube channel as well, so people can watch in that medium too. Uh, and." Yeah, we wpmrr.com. If there's a podcast. There's a virtual summit. Our all, whole idea behind it is is we wanna we do wanna give back to the community as well. Uh, and so we've been big believers in a long time that there's a there's a really cool uh, intersection between WP WordPress and MRR monthly recurring revenue. Uh, and so helping people to grow businesses uh, in the WordPress space, um, specifically subscription-related businesses uh, or subscription-focused businesses. And so, yeah, WPMRR.com is the virtual summit. We did our first annual vir- virtual summit. I guess it was just like, you can't really call it an annual summit until you've like done it a second time, but it, we, we, also, we have plans to do it uh, this year, so we'll do the second annual uh, in 2021. Um, but uh, all of the previous videos uh, well, one, it was a free summit, so people can attend for free. You know, all it takes is a quick registration. And um, we also put all the previous talks up from previous years up on YouTube for free as well. Uh, and so people can, if you go to WPMRR.com, there's a big button at the top that just says watch the you know, 2020 summit videos, and people can go straight there. So, um, yeah, I guess and also to answer your question, do we do this for fun or do we do this, you know, for financial uh, benefit or for growth? Benefit of WP buffs. Um, I think it's there's some of both. I think um, we I think we can do both. I think that's where the sweet spot is. You know, we can do a free summit uh, and and you know we donated like you know a thousand dollars to Lawyers for Good Government through registrations for the summit, uh, which was awesome. So we can do some good in the world um, and we can literally throw an entire free event for you know a thousand people and after that, if some of those people happen to be freelancers or white label partners and they sign up as one of our white label partners, that's great. That's obviously good for us in terms of growing the company, but we can, you know, give free, awesome content away for people. Um, and maybe if a few of those people join eventually, uh, you know, WP buffs or, uh, you know, maybe they'll become WP buffs affiliates or something, you know, I don't know, but I think that, our primary goal is to have positive impacts and then create these unforgettable experiences for people, and then the rest kind of you know follows along in terms yeah. of any financial benefit or stuff. It, it's like just
0: a, it really is a, a pretty impressive array, though. You know, you've got the the, the business itself, which seems to be going. Like the clappers, um, and then you've got this virtual event which you're going to run again. And I know how much effort goes into putting these virtual events on because WP Buffs, thank you very much, Joe, was a sponsor of the Page Builder Summit which we put on towards the end of last year. Um, you know, it's not a it's not an inconsequential task. So a real hat tip from me that you managed to keep this kind of train of content creation you've got your blog posts you've got a summit you've got a youtube channel you've got a podcast none of it seems to miss a beat it just sort of keeps on trucking i think it's really impressive and as you say um it's okay i think to have the the mode the modus operandi being that you're going to put all this free free content out and if some people come and join wp buffs and and help that business thrive at the same time all the better so bravo for all that you do it's amazing
1: yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, I Honestly, we've been doing a few more like sponsorships and stuff like that. And I think there's a lot of conversations in the WordPress space around like how much return on investment you really get from a sponsorship. Um, how effective is it really to sponsor WordCamps um, and things like that? And I feel very fortunate at this point that I can that we can do a good amount of sponsorships, like you know, for your summit and for and for uh, WordCamps and making sure people get you know free tickets to stuff. Obviously, now during COVID, you know, now all WordPress events are are free and digital. But uh, when they're in person, we can make sure people get free tickets to go and stuff like that. So uh, or it's very inexpensive tickets to go. Uh, and so it's it's it it is. I feel very lucky that we're at the point where honestly, I don't have to think as much about the quote unquote return on investment I get for sponsoring. I can, I can get an email from you, Nathan being like, Hey, you interested in like joining the sponsorship team? Like it would be cool to have you. And all I really have to think is I like Nathan Nathan's a cool guy. This event seems cool. Let's support it. And that's it. Like, you know, there's some, we want to measure the ROI at some point and see what that is. But, I feel lucky that it's not, you know, the 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 decider. Yeah. Uh, as much as it was when we were, you know, a smaller business and we had to really um, be very careful about what we were investing in because we wanted to make sure we
0: had a return on investment.
1: Now we have a little bit more financial flexibility and it's uh, it's
0: nice. A little it is nice to have. And I think more and more, well, it's certainly over the last 12 months, the, all of these events going online, some of them probably have you know, fairly modest audiences. Some of them have really enormous potential audiences. And it's just really nice that people such as yourself and other companies in the WordPress space have been able to make those events happen, make them worthwhile for the people putting them on. Um, and like you say, not having the ROI as the only Thought in your head, so yeah. Again, once again, thank you from from Anshin and myself for sponsoring the Page Builder Summit. Um, one final thought: It appears that WordPress's meteoric rise to forty percent of the the world's internet websites is about to be smashed through. It may have happened by the time we're actually saying these words and it's put out on the podcast. I get. I'm guessing that you're very bullish about the future of WP buffs. It feels like you you've got a really thriving business, and in a business area which is growing. Just your thoughts on the future, the next twelve months, two years, whatever you want to do of WordPress.
1: Yeah, I love these conversations. Uh, we've had many uh, conversations around. Uh, growing WordPress market share and just the WordPress economy in general and where it's going on the WPMRR WordPress podcast. So uh, I'm always game to, to dive into this stuff. Uh, I think that, yeah, I'm pretty bullish on it. I think that I, I don't know if I can put it better than, than you just did. Um, WordPress space is so, is so enormous. There are so many WordPress websites out there that are, that are built on WordPress that are, you know, a uh, potential pool of customers, whether they're direct customers or white label partners, is for, based on our scale right now, like it's it's in essence uh, unlimited. Um, and yeah. so there's, a, there's so much room to grow. Um, you know, if we had in, in 10 years, we, we probably still won't have taken a significant bite out of it. Um, in addition to that, it's pretty stable. Because I think WordPress is, as an open source technology built by, uh, you know, a group of about a thousand or two thousand people uh, and contributors and community members, um, this is not something that it's likely overnight will lose a ton of market share or disappear overnight and somehow get taken over, you know, market share wise by Squarespace and Wix and Shopify. Um, there's, if I. I think about like what WP Buffs is dependent on a lot, and like what if something we were to work in goes away, you know, what would we do? Mm-hmm. And I feel I if I feel like if I'm going to make a big bet, it's going to be on WordPress open source software, and it's going to be on the WordPress community to continue to power it and push it forward. Um, of course, there are some risks to that. There's there's always a risk uh, a risk and analysis you need to do, and, there, and everything has risks. But I think that I'm pretty comfortable with the risk being taken on, uh, continuing to not just be um, like the buffs. We are WordPress buffs. We explicitly uh, work with WordPress, and uh, I'm happy to, to continue to do that for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, I just feel it's, although the numbers seem ridiculous, you know, when you say 40% of the, Let's just say the internet, for want of a better word, forty percent of the internet running on one platform. Even five years ago, that seemed completely unthinkable. And I don't, I don't have that chart in front of me, but that chart must be quite an impressive thing to look at. I feel so secure in WordPress. I feel it's got a really bright future. I think anybody who's got a WordPress business who is currently doing okay out of WordPress has every reason to believe that that future is going to continue. We have our ups and downs, you know. We have initiatives that come along that. Kind of upset the apple cart, and some people go off and fork the project, and other people, um, you know, enjoy what's going on. But there's just always an alternative. If something, uh, if something comes along and you don't like it, there's probably somebody currently inventing a way to overcome that problem. I'm so delighted to be in the WordPress space, not just for um, the fact that I think the software is great, but the community, all the events that are going on. I'm just hoping that in 2021 we can finally um, put all of this. Uh, Zoom events and all of that stuff behind us and start once again to meet in real life and if that were to be the case I shall be coming to find you at a WordCamp at some point in the future
1: Uh, I hope so Nathan I'm super enjoyed jumping on um, like podcasts like this and honestly just like having calls with people because I uh, I miss people I do and I'm uh, I'm pretty like I'm pretty I'm pretty good like I've been working remotely for a long time like I'm fine hanging out with people on video and like not seeing people in you know in real life over longer periods of time in between WordCamps and stuff, but like it's been a year and I I miss. I really cannot wait to step into you know even it doesn't even have to be a WordCamp uh, Europe or WordCamp US or WordCamp Asia. Like I'm excited for those too, but it can be my local. The first WordCamp I ever went to, WordCamp Lancaster, with like you know 150 people there, a small intimate community, and I I really cannot wait until. I can go and just, man, like, give my fellow WordPress people a hug, including you, Nathan. Yeah, just uh, hang out and meet people. I owe you a hug. Yeah, that that's comes.
0: nice. Thank you so much. The, um, for now, though, we're stuck in the virtual world. Um, and that being the case, what's the best way that people can find you, Joe? Twitter handle, email address, whatever works for you. Let us know. I am on Twitter, although I'm not
1: super active and I'm like pretty defensive over my um, like time spent on social media. Like, I don't spend a ton of time on it uh, because it's not like an energy adder for me. It takes away from my energy. But if you tweet at me, like I'll eventually see it and probably like like it or tweet back at you. So I'm just at Joseph H. Howard. Um, We're WP Buffs, which is just WP WPBuffs.com, WPMRR wpmrr.com. Um, yeah, if you, uh, any other social links, if you want to like check out our like remote team, Instagram account or YouTube channel, all those links are in the footers of websites. You just scroll right to the bottom. You can
0: find everything there. Well, I will be sure to post all of those things into our show notes. Joe Howard, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Nathan. It's been a blast. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. A fascinating story, really interesting, the idea of building a business largely out of creating content that you already know people would like to consume because you've done your SEO keyword research and so on, and then diversifying that, creating online events and creating a podcast just to bolster the message and build up a team over time. Really fascinating. I hope that you enjoyed it. It's episode number 223, and if you've got any comments, please head over to wpbuilds.com Look for that episode in our archive and give us some commentary in the comments below the main podcast piece and also join us over in our Facebook group wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook and you could also search for that thread because we'll be sure to have it there as well. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that ensures simplicity, performance and security. It offers cloud servers from five different cloud providers that you can manage through its intuitive platform. Some of the features include 24-7 support, free migrations and dedicated firewalls. You can check out more at cloudways.com. An A-B split test. Do you want to set up your A-B split test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a matter of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part, it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okie dokie, as we had an interview this week, we will be back next week with David Wormsley and I. We're going through the alphabet, the A to Z of WordPress. I can't quite tell you what episode we'll be on just now, but we're at the beginning of the alphabet, so we'll be talking about something in the WordPress space. I'd really appreciate it if you want to join us for that. That'll be next Thursday. Go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe or just search for WP Builds and add it to your podcast player. Back on Monday, wpbuilds.com forward slash live for This Week in WordPress show with Paul Lacey and we'll repurpose that and bring it out to you as a video and a podcast episode on Tuesday. Okay, that's it for this week. Have a good week. Stay safe. I'm going to fade in some really awful cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.